Hey folks, thanks for stopping by Castle Talk Radio. This is Kaiser from Kaiser's Castle. Take a seat on my big orange couch, kick back, grab yourself a coffee, tea, soda, or adult libation. Uh, today, I'm going to do a little bit of a share from my page on Sword Point Nine on YouTube and let you guys uh, hear my take. Um, I'm glad to follow Robert Morningstar. He is a kind and genteel man, uh, a true human being, and I'm super glad that I'm following him. Um, he, he, with an issue I was having one time, he gave me a, a recommendation of a certain item to help with that situation, and it helped tremendously. So uh, that's something. Uh, this Yesterday, I had a bit of an ATV accident, and um, so it hurt my jaw, and um, not getting into specifics, but it, it was pretty nice, pretty intense, uh, one of those kind of things that make you appreciate things. <clears throat> so, with that being said, we were talking, or Robert was talking earlier about the statues being pulled down by Muslims. In this show, uh, it's also been done especially and explicitly by all communists. And he's not wrong. The communism actually started a little earlier than that, and that was in the 70s when you start talking about <clears throat> Japanese Red Army faction. Uh, you start talking about uh, the PLO, Palestine Liberation Organization. All these terrorist organizations started to be Bader-Meinhof, um, German Red Army faction. All these things sprung up in response to the Cold War. And that was the way of, you know, them at that time trying to implement fourth generational warfare and for the technologies of that time. So you have to be understanding how this thing has grown. But I touch on the removal of the statues. You know, Maoist, the Long March, it got down to, and as Robert said, uh, I didn't really go over it on the show that you're about to hear. But what you'll find out is there's always purges. The purity spiral is real, my friends. And the leftists are now finding it out. You know, people always think that the right are the ones who purity spiral out, i.e., if you're half Italian, you'll never be accepted into a white organization or something like that because you're not pure white, you know, because Italy has been invaded by the Moors, uh, especially Sicilians. So, and there's even a movie out about that. I saw it a long time ago and trying to remember. Um, anyway, True Romance, that's what it is. And a, a real funny line in that movie. Um, but um, with Christopher Walken and I can't think of the other, the old, old guy actor, Dennis. Um, Den, uh, anyways, so getting back to it, the Maoists have done this. So did Lenin, Stalin. Uh, you can go all the way back in America to Gramsci. A lot of people forget about how the Gramsciites and what sprung up after that, after him. I'm sick of everybody using the word anarchist because that's not what this is. This is Maoist communism. Back in the day in the 60s, those professors that are teaching our kids, well, they were adherents to Marxism or Leninism. Well, it's morphed. The college kids of today being taught by these college kids are, are, are college kids of the past that are now professors and the mediaites and all those people. 
they have become Maoist. And prime example is the difference between Clinton, Marxist, Hillary, Maoist. Both the Obamas were Maoist, besides him being a Muslim. It's just a fact. But they always have to destroy the past. It, there's a quote from uh, 1984 uh, where it said, you know, he who controls the past controls the future. That's a rough translation, and it's not precise in its wording from my memory. But that's really coming true. And you'll see some of uh, the other writings, and it's funny because Orwell was an actual believer in communism and uh, a true believer in it. But during his time during the Civil War and his eyewitness accounts, he had figured out that this communism is not the real deal. And I think a lot of the young people are starting to figure this out. And I agree with Robert that there is a positive uh, rainbow or a positive uh, light coming out of this mess. So with that being said, you know, I'm going to start start you guys into this clip because I'm my birthplace is Columbus, Ohio. And uh, I'm half Italian, Sicilian to be exact. And um, the important part about that is the town's name is Columbus. And yet the mayor of Columbus, Ginther, decided because of threats. Now think about this. Small groups of people all over the nation. Now it's large in number and it is organized. So don't think I'm minimizing this, but small groups of people organizing on the internet with troll raids or whatever have been able to change corporations, radio programming, computer programming. IE, when I'm saying programming, I'm talking about YouTube channels, all this stuff. They've been able to do this and, and red flag them and get them deplatformed. Look, this deplatforming you folks think is new. No, this is Stasi tactics. What they used to call it was disintegration. And they used to get people fired from work if they weren't towing a party line. Of course, the GDU was always, uh, and remember the GDU, Christian Democratic Union, um, they, uh, well, at that time it was the German Democratic Union, not the CDU. It's a precursor or it's a follow-on to the GDU, German Democratic Union. But anyways, it's same thing. It just morphed, and that's who Angela Merkel's working for. the The amount of politicians, media, and everything involved in something in the, in America called the ARA. You have to think about the ARA, which sounds like something everybody want to get involved with, anti-racist action. And uh, but in actuality, it's a Maoist, communist, Marxist organization. I have to always put those two back to back because the youth now are Maoist uh, along the lines of William Ayers and Bernadine Dorn, Weather Underground, the terrorist we had homegrown or the black liberation movements like the move in Philadelphia. So they, they want to see an over response instead of an under response. And that's their whole thing to push the country forward. Progressivism is not about progressing. It's about regressing and regressing to something you just don't want to see. This clip runs about 25 minutes, but it talks about my journey watching it from a kid going away into the military and seeing how Columbus had changed.
the 4th of July when our country was founded you know when everything happened when we became a nation the birth of a nation and by 2026 if memory serves we're going to have our another anniversary like the bicentennial back in 1976 some of you people might not have even been alive for that and hell I might be alive for it didn't think that would ever happen either but today I'd like to talk a little bit about my hometown first off uh, me and my twin sister uh, we were born on the 9th of November 1960s at 3.38 p.m. you know in the afternoon at Riverside Hospital in Columbus Ohio the reason why I played that nice little Star Spangled Banner for you is I remember 4th of July's in Columbus as a kid not knowing what it was even the bicentennial you know at that time I was still a young kid what was I 9 or 10 or some shit anyways I remember they painted revolutionary figures and guess what they also put on the British who we fought and Columbus did that on every little fire um, where, where you get the water fire hydrant for people's places if it's going to catch fire they did that all around Columbus it was real patriotic here in America here's what I see now and my mother and my twin and I we'd go hang out by the state house or we'd go over to the actual um, uh, Columbus City you know the city hall and they got like I got a picture up there they got a little place you can sit there's even a little green out there <clears throat> and we used to have picnics on that, that lawn you know when we were real little now in 1950s uh, Columbus has a sister city in Italy there's a reason why we have Little Italy and German Village in Columbus because those, that's where those settlements were at that's who mostly consisted in those little areas of Columbus and uh, well in the wee dawn hours of the morning today in Columbus not at the Capitol building not at the state capitol but at the city little capital area the 22 foot gift of Columbus to the great city of Columbus at, the, at that time it was and it has been up until it was besmirched this morning or yesterday morning on the 1st of July um, now you gotta remember I'm half Dago and I'm also half Kraut and I had to wait a while to really think so I didn't say things I didn't want to say because I'm incensed over something the American people I don't think understand 
that this Maoist communism and the intersectionality religion of Maoist communism, there is no, it's a spiral. There is no depth to where it stops as long as the insanity goes on. And it will continue for a while. I've always been a voice of moderation. Always kept it cool. And I'm still keeping it cool. Problem is, there was not even a vote to take it down. Not even a vote. Just a gentleman by the name of Ginther. We've had many people at, you know, that capital area's mayors. Some shit. Some decent. I remember Buck Reinhardt. Good dude. I remember Celeste. Up until this point, I would have probably have said Celeste was the worst one. I mean, we had problems with the last one where his wife kept burning down their house, you know, for reasons that people in Columbus all know about, but everybody acts like nobody knew. And we like to keep our problems our problems in Ohio. In Columbus, Columbus used to be called the largest small town in the United States of America. Bet you didn't know that. It was still called that in the 80s when I left to go serve my nation, joining the Army at 17. Now, I remember a funny thing happened that we would go. See, this is before they had 670 completed. 71 wasn't all completed. 270 still up around different places. It was it was completed, but kind of spotty and iffy, and you'd have gravel roads. Believe it or not, Sawmill Road had a gravel road. Yeah, I remember it. But we'd all go up to uh, my mother and I, and I, I and my twin. We lived on Hague Avenue, earliest memories. We were very little kids. And she'd take us up High Street, or no, up Broad Street from Hague, <coughs> back roads. She'd take us up that way. <coughs> we'd link up to High, at Broad and High. And uh, we just cruise right on down to around, oh, I can't think of the name of the road right now. I think it's uh, uh, 161. Yeah, it was 161. And we'd hit 161, and we'd shoot down Sawmill. And then as you go down there past the zoo, or around the zoo area, Powell, I think it is. Powell, Ohio. Yeah, around there, yeah. Uh, we'd make a left down there towards the zoo. And they have all these little places. And this is on the 4th of July, going to visit family. And they had all these little places where you could park along the Scioto River. There's even a police substation now that was there when I was a kid. One of them they turned into like a city building where they just, you know, do upkeep for the park. And there'd be all these... People would bring their own barbecue things, but they had them old metal ones like you saw in the state parks, made out of steel and had a steel base, 
so people couldn't abuse them and destroy them. But people brought their own grills too. The old little Webers had the little tripod, held the little bowl for your charcoal, do your uh, chicken, your hamburger. And you know what? There'd be all kinds of people there. Joking around, laughing, throwing frisbees, throwing a ball. Kids uh, kids didn't matter. We'd be out in the water too. All of us. And we all had a great time. Over the years, they've added bicycle trails. Different things they've done. Here's the point. This past great city, I moved out long ago from it. But people don't think about when they take away your history, a lot of people say you're doomed to repeat it. I don't believe that. You're able to fall for anything because you no longer have a base or a grounding. And even if something's offensive, you may not like. That at least you can have a conversation on. But see, nobody wants to talk anymore. Well, I'm not going to give up that right. I'm an American. All my First Amendment rights. All my second, third, fourth, ad infinitum until you get to the last one. Because those... That Bill of Rights, that's your civil rights. And it's guaranteed by that other document called the Constitution. And that's based off the Declaration of Independence, which is where we told good old King George, See ya! And there's another little trick about Ohio that a lot of people don't know. In the 1880s, they put in, you know, a, a bill to make us a state. And yeah, we're a state, right? Well, the idiots in D.C. didn't actually file it until the 50s. Did you know that? But we've always been a state, right? Yeah. So, with this current shenanigans and bullshit going on, they decided to pull the city statue of Columbus pull it down alright alright you did that you know there's one thing that I've seen in all my time and mostly it's been overseas I've seen it a lot I've seen communism what it actually looks like oh yeah I've seen the third and the second world I've seen a first world nation too. And I've also seen different nations fall. And also seen them trying to be rebuilt. Here's the issue at hand. When that Overton window swings too far to one side. if you believe in the false right-left, you know, line, you have right and left. I don't. I think it's a circle 
because both far right and both far left end up with massive deaths. Yeah. Just start killing people. That's what they do. French Revolution's a prime example of that. And Marx, Engels, all these little leaders that came up with Das Kapital and got all cool in the 60s. And I remember there were riots in the 60s down OSU. Matter of fact, several times. My mother's old VW Beetle heading down the road. And all of a sudden, one time, I, I remember it distinctly. A motherfucking uh, 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 CS canister bounced off her hood. The front of the VW. And she was pissed about that. But that's a different story. So... All the 60s folks, the boomers, as all you call them fam, I'm a Gen Xer. My son's a millennial. The thing about it is what you don't understand is that there's always a reaction to big moves. We've always been pretty centers. Center. We've had elections. Left wins, quote unquote left. You know I don't believe in that paradigm. Right wins. And it's been the neocon and neo-progressives that have always been the issue in America. Because the neoconservatives and the neo-progressives, they like to get this nation into wars. Because they're beholden to the banks. They're beholden to other people, funders. And when I see people who get elected that nobody likes, I'll give you a prime example. He's a Democrat from Ohio. Of course, he wasn't in our district, so I never was able to vote for him, but I would have. James Trafficant. James Trafficant, if memory serves, was in Cuyahoga's district. Up towards Cleveland, if you guys didn't know that. And, uh, yeah, they trumped up charges on him, put him in prison. Then he ended up dying. His tractor rolled over him on his farm. That was how he died. You know, and much merriment and mirth was made on that day. But all he would do was just, he was in the same party as Bill Clinton. And he would get up there and take his time on the floor of Congress to speak truth on Clinton. Hmm. Imagine that. People on both sides used to speak truth. Not a lot of truths being spoken now. On the left. If the extreme right, eh, there's no truth there either. But the left in general, lockstep from the old gray lady on down. CNN. It's been shit since Clinton just tell you the truth on that but it didn't it didn't used to be that way it was it was a decent little it, it was it cut its teeth during the gulf war and uh it was pretty factual during the first gulf war that was my first war in the marine corps see i left the army went in the marine corps 
Fuck, I didn't touch my feet back down on Columbus except for leave. And, of course, you don't have many days on leave, so you're busy seeing your friends. You don't go look at stuff when you're home on leave. You're having fun. You're talking to family, friends. That's what you do when you come home on leave. But then when I got out in 92 and went in the Guard, National Guard for the State of Ohio, Army National Guard, 73rd Infantry Brigade, separate, the Buckeye Brigade, Ah, here's what I think. America's largest small town got way too big, way too fast. And I think it was done on purpose. Because the school I went to, we used to joke around and say we're bro-billies and hillbillies. And if we had an issue or argument, we'd go behind Frank's Nursery and Crafts right across the street, duke it out behind it, And then afterwards, we'd be drinking at rinks that night and talking about it and laughing and joking. Well, that school's not the same no more. It has a whole different temperament. But also, guess what? In high school, this probably boggled your mind, too. We had a sheriff there. Carrie Shrek. That was his name. And during hunting season, you'd have your shotgun up in your... Rack, Carrie Shrek would pull up next to you as he saw you come in and wait till you parked. And if there's a group of us, he'd come up and say the thing, same thing. He'd just have us all gather around him real quick. You come out to go, to leave, or you're coming out to your vehicle, you have one way to go, out. You don't get to go back to your car and then go back into school. That was pretty clear. Okay. And that's what we did. See, we had something called rash, rational people back then. Well, we're losing that, and we've probably lost it. But the problem with having irrational people is that those irrational people will make rational people become irrational. That's why I said... That Overton window pushed too far is going to go the opposite direction further. It's like a pendulum. It's going to happen. Now, this is just my two cents on it. But, you know, who am I? I got a picture of then, back when I left. And almost now, it's a couple-year-old picture. That was me in the Army and me doing what I do for a living now. I'll just tell you this. As in Ohio as a Buckeye. All this bullshit that's been going on and that's exactly what it is is commie bullshit. It's the 60 boomers that weren't able to pull down statues because the police actually used 
the appropriate amount of force to stop them. And now they've swamped into our government, into our colleges, and they're ruining young people's minds and making them anti-American. Now, I've talked to many people when I was young that had anti-American type of views. But you could still talk with them and find common ground. Any of you guys that listening on the left, think about this. Why is it when you go to a and peaceful protests are guaranteed by that First Amendment if it's peaceful. Once it becomes riotous, it's no longer peaceful and it's no longer called a protest. It's called a riot because the mob takes over. It's no longer a rational thing. So don't get those words twisted. The point is when you go to there, the the protest, and somebody comes up to you, and people are telling you not to talk to them, you ever wonder why? Because they're afraid you're going to find common ground, and you're not going to vilify them and call them a Nazi, a fascist, you know. You're not going to say those things they want you to say. And it amazes me, I'm not even getting into that, all I'm going to say Ohioans, wake up because they'll pull down statues. This is old Stasi shit. This is old East German shit on what they're doing. Uh, they've already deplatformed Gone with the Wind. Figure that one out. Some of the best rice. And some of the best syrup. Now you can't have pictures on. Hmm. It's silly shit. It's just people always looking to complain. Now there's justifiable complaints. On certain things. But when you take it to the irrational. That's a problem. Because. Other people might not be rational. That's my two cents. It's worth exactly what you paid for it. I didn't want to get too deeply into it, but now you have a little bit of an overview. What you think you're living through that's new, the only thing that's new is that now the boomer politicians that I was talking about and their offspring, the morons, that actually bought in and went to college. I went to college, but because I've had, I had the inoculation of two things, communism I was there when there was a wall. And also Islam. And I'm talking militant Islam. People forget during the Gulf War, like I was talking about with CNN. You guys can find this out. It's factual. Port of Ras al-Jabal. That's where 1st Marine Division and 1st FSG, Force Service Support Group, Military Police Company. We used to do highway patrol down there. <clears throat> For Ras al- uh, from Ras al-Jabal, we'd take Tariq 121 and 129. That's the way their highway numbers are and Tariq means like highway in Arabic. So here's the thing. Um, as soon as King Fa'ad at that time said, yes, um, Americans can come to defend Saudi Arabia and we can retake Kuwait. 
Well, the reason why Osama bin Laden became a thing is first, the list, Al-Qaeda, we used them, and they were CIA trained, just like ISIS you guys were bringing up earlier. Uh, both of them were CIA. Nobody can dispute. The thing about it is he put a fatwa on the king of Saudi Arabia. And so while the bin Ladins could still stay there, Osama, he was a man without a country. But the first attack against U.S. forces happened in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia on Tariq 121. I was the guy that got called because I was coming off shift. A group of Marines in a high-top Hummer. That, that means one that has a stake bed truck back end on it, like a, a Hummer with a pickup in, a truck that has a tarp going over the back. Uh, two idiots, both Al-Qaeda. They came up, and they had a Makarov pistol, and they started blasting into the vehicle. Several Marines were hit. If I remember right, it was five of them. And they got it pulled over. The vehicle took off. And, well, they got captured at the next checkpoint. And that Saturday, we watched them be beheaded. That's just a fact. That's a historical fact. That was the first ever Al-Qaeda attack on U.S. citizens. It can't be disputed. That was during the Gulf War, folks. And all these tactics just kept progressing. Like I said earlier, you had... Weatherman, the move, you know, all these different things that were happening. And it's always been based on division and divisiveness. And Americans forgot. And like I said in, in the show, there's a reason they don't want you talking at the protest line to other people. They want to keep that energy up. They want to keep that, that FU energy up. And the reason for that, because you're going to start to realize it's a human. It's only by calling you a Nazi, uh, KKK, uh, a fascist, uh, a bigot, sexist, homophobe, all the istophobes. Uh, it's only by doing that that they can sow the discourse. And if all of a sudden says, and I, you know, I have a, uh, my twin sister has a daughter, big SJW. And she even said she went to the protest. It was supposed to be peaceful, but she's just stupid. And all of a sudden, she's like, Mom, I didn't even know what was happening the first day of the protest in Columbus. And she didn't go back again. But I had to tell my twin sister, well, she's already been captured on film. So she probably more than likely will get a visit if somebody says something like, oh, I know her. That's all it takes. So uh, it doesn't matter if you're involved in something or not. You'll be painted with that same brush. I mean, even cops that are doing things, there's a lot of times they get turned in because people didn't know they were cops or were doing something. That's the reality of the situation, folks. It all has to be investigated. Any complaints, they just have to do it. It's mandatory. It's their job. But... The police have been defanged since the 60s. While we can argue and say the police were in the National Guard, were overreacting, especially in Ohio, the Kent State thing, everybody always likes to believe the hype that these innocent protesters 
See, notice how the language hasn't even changed. They say protesters. Neil Young made a song, Four Dead in Ohio. Yeah. Kent State, do you know what those innocent protesters were doing? They were throwing rocks, hurdling batteries at police and, and the National Guard. They were having little sporadic brawls, and they were trying to commit arson, the destruction of federal property and state property at the ROCC building. That's what caused the shooting and a lack of training, which the Guard fixed. I met a couple people who were in the Guard and at Kent State when I went into the National Guard in 92. So these folks hadn't quite retired yet, and I got firsthand stories from these people who told me exactly what went on. And that's the thing I talk about all the time is institutional memory. You have to have a fungible and and practical ability to pass on institutional memory within any police agency or military because those past experiences will come back home. Like I said, I've been doing this 30 years. I'm surprised 30 plus years, 30, 33 years now, uh, no, more than that, 35 years now. And it, it it's amazing. The only thing that changes is technology. And it, and it changes on both sides. This is now teetering on fifth generational warfare. So the practicality of this, by defanging the police, they can't use appropriate force. And some of these mayors, I can, I bodyguarded the mayor of Charlottesville when he set, had that set up going on. And everybody said, oh, they're Nazis. And then they misconstrued what President Trump said is everybody who was there wasn't a Nazi. Remember, that was a protest over a statue, the removal of it. That's what that was. There was a lot of regular people there. But they made sure to put in people like David Duke, Richard Spencer, all these people, because they'd be lightning rods. And they shipped in Antifa from Portland to from Maine, from everywhere. Oregon, Maine, Washington State, California. Bust them in and put them in hotel rooms. That's reality. And only because somebody had an accident. Now, you think about this. How many people get their back windows bashed in? Well, that guy who ran, well, they, they say he ran her over, but her mother even said she died of a heart attack. So, whatever, you know. That was the next day. You guys look this up. You don't believe me. And so she died. They could still get him for homicide because, you know, maybe the accident caused her to have the heart attack. So it'd be accidental homicide, but it wasn't vehicular from everything I've ever seen. She didn't get touched. She just happened to be near the crash and had a panic attack or whatever. You know, something happened, but her mother said it was a heart attack, not impact. Figure that one out. But that's not the story they wanted, and that's why they pushed that. Just like they tried to say a helicopter that crashed was done by the white supremacist. Okay, helicopters crash. It's not like people had anti-aircraft availability to bring that helicopter down. It's ridiculous. But see, people fall for the narrative. 
And that's what I'm talking about. Everybody thinks this is new. It's not. The narrative hasn't even changed. People will follow a narrative, most people. And as Robert and Angel were earlier talking about, people forget that we are individuals. We may, I may have a tribe. I have a tribe of Marines and Army folks that I've known for a long time and a tribe of former police, of agencies I've been and some still serving, and uh, people who worked in different agencies that I worked with. But we're all still individuals. We still do our thing sometimes separately. The point I guess I'm trying to get to is we are Americans. And yes, that video specifically was made towards Buckeyes, but it's because Columbus is the capital city. And they've been talking about renaming Columbus. What? They're doing this for a reason. Just like they renamed Lee Park in Charlottesville. Like I said, I bodyguarded that mayor for Democracy International in 2010. Him and a, a, a reporter for a well-known publication. And, uh, yeah, he was educated at Berkeley. I bet you didn't know that. I bet you didn't know he was a communist. So is his wife. But who cares in the end? It was a setup done by him, and they're doing the same thing. All these little things. And they renamed Lee Park into Emancipation Park. Now you think about that. And they're, they're talking about changing names like Fort Bragg, Fort Benning, Georgia. These are places that have been around since after the Civil War and some before. And you're going to change the name because this person, well, when, when are they going to go after General Meade? Meade, wow, who's he? Well, he was just the best successful general, better than Grant. On the Union side. So they, they take away your history. You're not doomed to repeat it. But they'll write new history to replace it. And one of the most sickening statues to me that they were trying to tear down or had plans to. Was a statue that an actual slave and other slaves. This guy became really successful. Thank God for him. And he got up with other successful black gentlemen and ladies, probably of that era. And they funded a statue of Lincoln freeing the slaves. And it's in D.C. And they want to pull that down? So wh why would you want to pull down a statue from slaves to honor a man who freed them well, it's the change of history because it doesn't go with their narrative. And I think there are some positives that I see out of this. The uh, This division bell that's been rung, the die has been cast. There's a lot of fait accompli's that I don't think can be changed. But what I do think is that there is an awakening on both sides in a lot of ways to realize something's amiss. And what I mean by that is a lot of people who founded different Black Lives Matter chapters are resigning. 
because they're realizing, wait, this is all natural born grassroots things of black people. And now who's running it? White people. And they're Marxist. And the black faces that they do allow to come up are all Marxist or Maoist too. Communist. And of course, because of past administrations, always focusing, and we're talking from Bush Sr. on, on the white nationalist or whatever, they haven't been focusing on the communist. And those communists, like I brought up earlier, ARA, sounds like something everybody would want to join. The problem is, it's like Sean Fenn to the IRA. ARA is the Sean Fenn to Antifa, which now the Antifa is being looked at by the federal government, the amorphousness of it. Those splinter agencies are, are go- getting put in splinter groups, cells. They, it is cell-operated are being put in and funneled into BLM. So it just changed its name. Just like I believe Robert was saying in the last show, the person who burned down the Wendy's was a white girl. It kind of amazes you, doesn't it? There's a lot of things that are going on. and, And honestly, how many of these are Asian provocateurs? That's something you need to think about. You know, everything that was organic's not now. That should make you question everything. What's your thoughts on that, what I just said, Angel? I'd like to hear your opinion real quick. I agree 100%. I think uh, it's uh, people taking advantage of a situation, George Floyd, to further an agenda and do this entire thing, which is been going on on a slow pace for many, many, many decades and they just accelerated the entire thing because again, it fits a narrative that they're trying to implement in this country, which is like I said on the yes show earlier, this is a Trojan horse set off from within. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And, and uh, it's disgusting what we're seeing. And, there, and honestly, I, here's how I look at it, brother. Um, it is the accelerationist on both sides that are doing this. And the neocons and neoprogs that I talked about, neoconservatives, neoprogressives. Did you ever wonder why so many neocons were going to vote for Hillary? And just like they said with Obama, he was the man of change. No, he really rang the division bell hard. There was a racist under everybody's bed. Yeah. People forget that Obama, you know, they they label him the first black president. Yet they forget the fact that he was raised mostly by a leftist Democrat white family. And um, he went to the, uh, what is the Muslim Brotherhood uh, and studied with them when he was young. I mean, this is not exactly apple pie next door, uh, you know, type of person. And, uh, you know, he sold himself on, you know, the these ideas that, you know, we should all come together and we should all be uh, united. But yet, the only thing he did in his time was he divided the country, he divided people, he, you know, helped the uh, Muslim Brotherhood, you know, put in a lot of these uh, cells that are doing what they're doing now, helped the, the narrative that we're seeing 
in, you know, deployed now on our cities. I mean, this is really what he set up. And to think that the only person on their side that they have running for elections uh, is Biden. So, I mean, what's the difference? Obama, Clinton, Biden? I mean, uh, they're just telling you right there that they're going right back to what what they were doing and oh, exactly. continuing the narrative. Exactly, brother. One of the funniest parts about this is here you have an incompetent. The media is trying to sell it like he's just the end-all, be-all of everything, going to continue Obama's policies. Well, he probably will. But his policies were the reason why Trump got elected. And when everybody hates somebody, just like I brought up Jim Traffickant in my show, James Traffickant, he was a former sheriff, but he also was a no-nonsense anti-communist. And his death on his tractor, I'll never believe anything other than that was purposefully done because he knew where the bodies were buried. You know, the, the so-called Clinton death toll. Arkansas-ed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so, no, and there were, people don't even uh, like realize that. I mean, what Clinton did in Arkansas and with his brother and the drugs they were running. I mean, there was all kinds of criminal activity going on way before he was president. Barry Sill was not a movie. That It was funny. My wife's watching the yep. movie, and, and it was with Tom Cruise or something. I don't remember the name of it. But anyways, as, as stuff was going on, I'm just listening to it, and I said, this is about to happen because Barry Sill is a shining example of a CIA op. And uh, I was talking to somebody a couple days ago, and I'm like, dude, this thing's been played before on this. It's it's Iran-Contra, and it's going on under Obama. And it happened with the the whole thing, the whole thing with uh, Christopher over there in Benghazi, quote-unquote. A lot of people are ignorant. Just ignorant. Ignorance can be fixed. Stupid is forever. But there's ignorance in certain facts. Christopher Stevens was such a dirty gun dealer. A lot of people forget there was a um, there was a guy back in the 80s, Adnan Khashoggi. He was a Saudi guy. And he made his money by selling weapons. When, when they say everybody thinks guns, no, we're talking missiles and stuff like it, tanks. You can still buy them out in the market today, globally. You don't have to be a nation state. This stuff's real. The point that I'm talking about, it's just taxed in the U.S. You can buy a tank in the U.S. You just got to pay the tax stamps. The point is, and your fighter jet, it doesn't matter. Pay the tax stamps. There's a guy, a former pilot of F-18 Hornets and the Marine Corps slowly taking him out of service. He's a Marine Corps pilot. Well, he's been buying them as the Marine Corps has been getting deactivating them. So he's got all these F-18 Hornets. And he's a, he's a billionaire. But you guys don't know that, do you? So it's just functionally, folks, Christopher Stevens was trying to move some, some things that shouldn't have been moving. And even the four survivors in Benghazi, they still have their non-disclosure agreements, their NDAs, holding above their head. And they still say there was something else going on, but none of them will get specific. Well, I just kind of did. 
and Robert's not wrong about some of it, but um, the machine guns, that's not real. Anybody can buy a machine gun in the Middle East. It's not that hard. You can go to a bazaar and buy one uh, pretty much in a, in a felled state, especially one like Libya once it fell. Um, but yeah, it's, it's about the missiles, um, artillery. Uh, it's a little too big, but missiles are fairly easy to move. Katushas and other types of rockets and, uh, man pads, which I'm not getting into, which Robert alluded to on when he said stingers. But it's not stingers. You know, a lot of times when they're dealing in this stuff, you're not getting U.S. technology. You know, you're dealing with intermediaries that deal with Russians, that deal with Ukrainians, that deal with Azerbaijanis. I mean, there's cutouts to cutouts to cutouts. And it's it's a spider web. But only those who've done this job and seen this stuff happen can talk to it. But, uh because it's too hard for most civilians to understand. Now, Robert, I will tell you this. A lot of people don't know. Robert was in the Coast Guard. He was a Coast Guard officer. He's a fine gentleman, very genteel, like I said earlier. And it looks like I'm burning on my time. But I, And I know there's another show coming up. So I want to thank you guys, and we will continue this conversation on the next Castle Talk Radio on PSN Radio Network. And I want to thank you guys for stopping by Kaiser's Castle. And as you're departing and I'm slowly raising the drawbridge, please finish off your coffee, tea, soda, or adult libation. With that being said, shuff out.